0: What's up, everybody? On this episode of the Mount Rushmore Podcast, Will and I are talking iconic sports moments. Check it out. Thanks for tuning in and let us know what you think. All right, and we are back. Will, tell them what we're talking about today. We are
1: talking iconic sports moments in history so basically anything that doesn't have to be in our lifetime uh, but moments that are imagine there is a hall of fame of sports moments and these moments would be in the hall of fame
0: these moments these these (laughs) in the hall of fame now here's the thing there is inherent bias when you have two individuals picking what their favorite moments are so Bear with us, because you'll probably see a little bit uh, when we give our selections. At least for one of mine. I
1: try, yeah, one of mine kind of, sort of, try not to be a homer uh, with Chicago. I mean, there's a lot of iconic Chicago moments, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) I try try to steer clear from that. More look at it from a uh, global perspective. And I also, I try to keep my list more of, not like... had to be within a like within a game or within a you know a match or whatever it is it's not like over a period of a season or like a series or whatever it is it was it happened in this game um, this date whatever that date was
0: yeah then that makes sense so um for my list there's only one that happened outside of my outside of my life so prior to 1990 and for listeners that are older than us there's probably a ton of highlights and iconic moments that happen that we we just missed out on because we weren't alive (laughs) (laughs) very true but that doesn't matter if we were alive or not we're just picking the most iconic ones that, that we really like and i didn't put mine in any particular order these were kind of the first things that came to mind and and my bias is I remember three out of these four. Like, I remember seeing them, and I remember for a couple of them, like, how I felt after watching them. And that kind of helped me pick mine.
1: I was not alive for two of them. But I think they're moments in history that people, like, kind of remember, oh, yeah, I remember watching that or I remember seeing
0: that. So. When when the uh, the aliens come and watch our sports, <laughs> this is what they're going to take <laughs> yes. a look at, okay? All right. um, I'm going to go first. Oh. Yeah. All right. I don't think I went first last time, so I'm going to go first this time. And our listeners, you can check me on that, but I'm pretty sure.
1: I think you went first last time. I don't think I did. Okay. Whatever.
0: All right. I'm going to be selfish. So my first one comes from the 2005 Augusta Masters. Tiger Woods.
1: Yes. Hole
0: 16 puts his approach shot in the rough on uh if you're looking at the hole it's on the left side and this hole there's water coming into the hole and it's basically it's on a slant the entire hole's on a slant going down towards the water so tiger he's got to figure out okay how do i you know i gotta recognize the speed where do i want to hit it and he when he lines up you know he's not even aiming at the hole he's aiming north of the hole hits the chip, and lets it run all the way down. Because he's
1: very good at golf. Because he's very good <laughs> at golf.
0: He does not shoot, you know, in the 80s. Uh, well, I don't even shoot in the in 80s. It's like the, the yes. 90s. Uh, uh, sometimes 100s. yeah, sometimes triple digits. But he hits it, and it's just watching. And it feels probably like, you know, minutes go by before this thing trickles down to the hole. And then it stops right mm-hmm. like at the edge. And you can see the look like, of angst. And then he goes in. And he does the vintage Tiger fizz pump. Just in the year. Year,
1: year. Wearing his red. His vintage red.
0: Wearing his Sunday red. Hasn't cheated on his wife yet. <laughs> and and just As far as we know. As far <laughs> as we know. And just loving life at that moment. And he goes on to win. Yeah. He gets I, the green jacket. So I
1: debated putting that one on. So I guess I'll go next. And so I'm going to change things up. Going on with Tiger Woods. One of my iconic... Uh, moments, Tiger Woods winning the Masters in 2019, uh, and that yeah. like that moment for because I I mean Patrick and I, Patrick you and I are both the, at the age where we, like we were kids when Tiger was like at the peak of his you know dominance he was winning year after like ma- or, uh, he's got
0: like 84 wins yeah. like PGA
1: Tour wins PGA Tour wins and then we were also like old enough like we were mature enough when Tiger Woods gets caught cheating having an affair and like gets in that accident and the his whole, body's a wreck like yeah his knees his hips and then he has to get back surgery he has to get his back fused and then gets his like dui uh i think it was that in florida i don't know anyway he gets pulled over and because he's like got all sorts of pills and he's like you know high on pills and like he, year after year after year Everyone's like, oh, is Tiger? Like, is he Tiger? Is like, is Tiger gonna do it? Is Tiger gonna do it? He never does. And then finally, in 2019, he's you know again wearing his Sunday's best. He's (laughs) you know in in that red, and he ends up winning the Masters. And it's kind of like that moment where everyone, even for him obviously, but everyone kind of like breathes. And I feel like everyone at that like watching that that round of golf was like rooting for Tiger because he was like he's the ultimate like ultimate competitor, always trying, like, he was always scratching to get back up at the top, and he's very, I feel like it's very human for him, like, or for us, be like, oh my gosh, like, this guy has, he has demons just like everyone else, and it was very, it's a very redeeming moment to see, like, a guy hit such rock bottom, and then years later be back, like, Tiger was back, and so I would, I, 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 yeah, Tiger Woods winning the Masters 2019, definitely a iconic. Like everyone was rooting for him. His son was there. Like, yeah, his son's the there. Son yeah.
0: afterwards, and it's just like it's it's a very fulfilling moment. It's a
1: great moment where everyone would be like, yeah, like because I mean that's what sports like. It's sports for a lot of people is kind of like this redemption. It's like this very raw, very emotional thing, and to see him like finally like get that monkey off his back and he he like wins and yeah. it's a a very cool moment in sports for him to the tiger comeback
0: it was you know i mean somebody signed the screenplay somebody signed will smith to play tiger yeah no kidding and let's uh (laughs) let's get this thing made yeah because it was it was great and that was definitely on the radar because you know we we watched it like the tiger tracker on twitter and following along like oh man he's, he's doing pretty good and right so I definitely agree. That was a, that was a really cool play. Uh, or that was a pretty cool moment to just kind of watch. Um, my next one. Uh, I love baseball, huge Cardinals fan, but I decided not to go and pick a Cardinals play. And there's a lot, you know, you have Ozzy Smith making the bare hand when he's diving and flipping the second, you know, you have David freeze hitting uh, the triple and then the walk off home run. Uh those are a lot of really good plays but one play to me really stands out and when I think of iconic moments I think of like something you would see and that everyone would be able to recognize the greatness of that play and so my next play it's Derek Jeter makes the flip oh yeah Yeah. he makes the flip to get Jeremy Giambi I believe it's Jeremy Giambi it's not Jason it's Jeremy Jason Giambi's younger brother at the plate I think Jeremy Giavi I think he was going first to third, and then the cutoff man was missed, so he makes a break to go home. So, when a ball is hit to right field, the shortstop, basically they're just watching the runner and communicating. The shortstop doesn't really have a cut at that play. Maybe they go to second if the runner, uh, if the cutoff man looks to get the runner advancing from first to second. But, anyway, Jeter... Is running towards the first baseline so I mean you could say like he's out of position but he was following the play Uh, the cutoff is missed you know the outfielder overthrows two cutoff guys he comes up gets on one hop and just flips it to Jorge Posada and just a perfect you know backhand flip Posada catches it Giambi doesn't slide which uh, I think people were saying like if he would have slid he probably would have had a better chance of being safe because the flip was kind of high Posada grabs it and just swipe tags Giambi uh, as he's coming across the plate, and this was in uh, the ALDS game. So you know it's high stakes. People watching. You have you know East Coast versus West Coast, and this is you know kind of at the height of the Yankees powerhouse, where they you know dominant Yankees, uh, the Steinbrenner Yankees, just at their fullest, just overpowered. You know paying everybody. Ridiculous contracts and Derek Jeter's—you know, dude's gamer. Even if you play for the the Yankees, who, not my favorite team, he's still a gamer. Oh. And that was awesome to watch. So that's my number two pick right there. Okay,
1: so again, kind of piggybacking, you're you're really steering my list here. Okay. Uh, similar, and it's not really an in-game moment, but I think sports surrounds this moment. So it is Game Three of the World Series in 2001 mm. at Yankee Stadium
0: my God!
1: when President George W. Bush yep. goes out there and throws a first pitch. And so if you, oh man, I'm just like, I'm getting chills talking about it. You need to watch this clip because, yeah, it's a first pitch. And it's not really a game moment, but it's, you know, a month and a half after 9-11. Like Americans are like, you know, it, 9-11 is the most, one of the most, if not the most significant moment In modern US history. Yes. Probably since Pearl Harbor, Harbor, Vietnam War, you know like this like 9-11 changed the world, changed the United States forever. And so like the world's kind of put on pause for a while. Nothing's really, you know, everyone's sad, depressed, upset, you know, and and then then we get baseball and then at Yankee Stadium, you know, where grounds like right next to ground zero, George Bush walks out there and, you know, the whole – if you YouTube the clip because it's it gives you goosebumps. Everyone's chanting USA, USA. Bush goes out there, throws the perfect pitch, Dude, like, right down home plate. I'll be so terrified yeah. in that moment. And it's just, it, like, and everyone starts cheering. And it's, like, and it, it's, it's almost like a common, like, we aren't rooting for the Yankees. We were you – know, I think it was the Diamondbacks in that series. Like, it wasn't, like, yes, us was. versus them. It was, like, a – like, we're all American. We're all, like – Hurt and Bush goes out there, you know, and it's it's the president of the United States. Like the president of the United States doesn't really throw out first pitches in games, but he does at this game, and it's awesome. And i i read a I read a um, biography about Bush, and he talks about that moment where he's like out there. He's has to wear a Kevlar vest and wearing a kev. I've never worn a Kevlar vest before, but it like throws everything off. It's like really tight on there. He's got to wear this jacket over it. And so he's like trying to throw it with like, you know, warm up, throwing a couple pitches. Uh, and then Derek Jeter walks by and he's kind of, they're talking and Bush asks him, you know, so you got any advice? And Derek, all the only thing Jeter says is, don't bounce it. If you bounce it, you will get booed out of the stadium. And so, My like, yeah. And so, like, you know, President Bush is like, freaking out. because Thanks it's like, man. Yeah. If I bounce this in front of like worldwide audience and I'm going to get booed and like I'm going to look like an idiot but he goes out there throws the perfect pitch right down home plate. He didn't
0: take any off. It no. wasn't a lollipop. It was
1: yeah. it had some good speed to it. And think about I mean if you ever watch like people like for throwing out first pitches and they just utterly like uh, 50, 50 cent, cent. Yeah 50 Carly cent. Carly Ray <laughs> Yeah just throw like they look so stupid and like think about you're at Yankee Stadium. After 9-11, eleven, you're the president. All eyes on you, and you just bam nail it. Like, oh, boom! Ah, oh, yeah, America. Stones, man. Yeah. So uh, I think, it, and again, although it's not like a sports, like it happened in a game, like it's a it's surrounded by sports. So I think that's my number two. Bush throwing the first pitch.
0: Shout out to W. You know, George W. He's had a lot of iconic moments. That probably is one of his best ones. Yes. Well,
1: yes, not uh, not a political moment. It was yes. just like we're Americans. We love baseball. <laughs> Screw the Taliban.
0: I, <laughs> I remember besides that one um one of my former students uh, she, like told me about this clip. It's the one where he like dodges a shoe being thrown at him. <laughs> He's <laughs> at, like some press conference yes. in like the Middle East or something. There's that and then there's this other one where he is like on the driving range and he's he's, to, he's on like a whole yes i'm gonna go bomb this driver or something yeah. like that he's <laughs> it's like someone
1: so it's like some guy in the press is like so like what do you think about you know saudi arabia is like oh you know we're gonna work closely with saudi arabia and like very political you know presidential speech and then he goes all right now go watch me hit this drive yes and
0: shout out to george w all right so this next one this isn't uh this didn't happen uh in my life it was a couple years before i was born but i think what i've got a the only really connection i have to this event or to this game and moment is one i follow college basketball i like college basketball a lot two my wife is uh, an oncology nurse so she deals with you know people that have cancer and uh, works with them and, and helps treat them so we were watching a couple of months ago this documentary about Jimmy V, Jimmy yeah. uh, Valvano, and the story of how he works his way to uh, to winning his first, and I think his only national championship, and the ups and downs, the struggles getting to that point, uh, taking his team, you know, to the, the tournament, but just never being able to close it out and. The 1983 uh, tournament where his team, the NC State Wolfpack, you know, they are, you know, they're in the final game against Houston. And Houston has Akeem Olajuwon. And they are heavily favored. And a lot of people don't think that they have a chance. Uh, And going before that game, I think they were... They were losing like their Sweet 16 and then their Elite Eight game, and they just they found a way to come back in the most ridiculous way. And then I think the Final Four game was the only game that it, they didn't blow them out, but they had the lead. They held on to it. But they were like the comeback kids throughout the yeah. entire tournament. And when he, uh, it's the shot where now this is where like I'm gonna have to look at the names, but the shot at the end where basically they airball it. Like the air ball, but one of their players underneath the basket picks it up out of the air and lays it in as time expires. And they beat, um, they, they beat Houston. And the most iconic moment, yes, that shot that they make. And that, that was the first ever buzzer beater in like the, the championship game of an NCAA tournament. Uh, the second one happened against my favorite team, the <laughs> UNC Tar Heels. Uh, thanks, Villanova. But, um, but the iconic moment is after they win, when he's running around looking, you know, to hug one of his players, and and he's just filled with elation. It's just, it's an amazing moment because that's what you see. But when you hear about the backstory and all the struggle it takes to get to that moment, it's just unbelievable. It explains like why yes.
1: the excitement, and he's he's not like being a poor sport. He's no, like, yeah,
0: it it was just it was an amazing documentary to watch and then he goes on to fund all this all this money put this money towards cancer research and just uh he gives the speech the jimmy v speech And if you haven't had a chance to listen to that it's very inspirational um so yeah that's my number three and shout out to the jimmy v foundation
1: okay so again kind of going on the riding your coattails here uh (laughs) i'm glad i went first yeah it actually is kind of a perfect segue. So, um, if you have not watched or been watching the Last Dance about Michael Jordan, um, it's—I
0: haven't watched the last two episodes. Oh, it's <laughs> awesome.
1: So, and, and the great—the great thing about that documentary is it's not about Chicago. It's—it's it's rooted with. It's all about Michael Jordan and the legend of Michael Jordan and like how he became and. You know, getting an inside look, getting it kind of inside his brain. So this might be a little more recency bias, but I wasn't alive for this. But I remember I had a poster of you know, of the jump man. It's a still frame. So it's the shot. The nineteen eighty nine. Uh game five. And so back back in those days, it wasn't best of seven, it was best of five. And so they were going game five, it was tied. Best of five. Yeah, I know. Uh it was Chicago Bulls 1989 against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and mm-hmm. Bulls are down, three seconds left. They get Bulls call a timeout. I think it was, um, I can't remember. Someone inbounds it to Jordan, and Jordan gets double teamed by Craig Elo and someone else, I can't remember. And Jordan, you know, clock's ticking down three seconds, two seconds, one second, and then Jordan hits that shot from. Uh, uh, hits the shot from the court, and time expires, and the ball goes in. And it was, you know, it was a moment in in after after Jordan hit realizes the shot goes in. He hits the shot. It's that moment where he like jumps, jumps up, up and like does like the fist pump yes. in the air, and like it was one of the more iconic Jordan moments. It's like equivalent to the dunk contest, you know, that still image of him like jumping from the free, free throw, throw line, yeah, uh, or or the the flu game, or you know, whatever. And granted, yes. The Bulls don't go on to uh, to the finals. They end up, I think, they lose to Detroit. I think they lose. They beat the Bulls. The yeah. Yes, they they lose to Detroit, uh, and then Detroit ends up winning the uh, um, championship that year. But bad boys, man, the bad boys. That's where i But the it, it's just like such. It's a moment that like kind of sets not not necessarily like set puts Jordan on the map, but it like it's almost like the first moment where people realize like holy cow, Michael Jordan is the best NBA player um, because, you know, he was the one, like, I'm taking the shot. And, and even Jordan, like, again, watching last dance, he's like, I'm taking the shot. Like, he was the guy, get me the ball, I'm taking the shot. And it, he wasn't just talking to you know He's got a big ego, but he's talking because he knows he can hit that shot. And yes. he ends up hitting that shot. So um, that that to me is an iconic. And, and again, I, I had a poster of him, you know, as a kid, being, you know, Chicago kid, Bulls used to practice in my hometown. Deerfield, not a big deal. Nobody cares about Deerfield. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> but, cares about Deerfield. Uh, you know, and Jordan lived, like, in the town next door. You drive by his house, and the big 23 had this big steel gate, and it had God. the big numbers 23. Baller, man. Yeah. Never met the guy or him. I mean, maybe I did see him. I don't know. I don't remember, because I was three or four when the Bulls went on that rampage, he was probably um, gambling or
0: yeah, yeah probably yeah. Uh, or but playing golf.
1: To me, to me, like that—that that is a moment where it's like, okay, this is where Michael Jordan kind of sets himself apart from everyone else in the NBA. So again, watch Last Dance. If you've not watched Last Dance, you are missing out on a very well done series.
0: But, is that coming to streaming anytime soon, or is I it think just it's on ESPN? I don't know. That be so. So I've got ESPN Plus but it's not on there. And that's kind of disappointing. So. I think you can watch it
1: stream it just on ESPN. You should be able to. I hope it, I it's a great
0: series. It is. I've I made it through the first eight and I just haven't had time to watch the last two. Uh but it's really cool to watch. And they do a really good job of going back and forth of like blending the timelines. Yes. Yeah. I thought about I thought about
1: uh the series against the jazz when Bulls end up winning. I don't know, there's so many good Michael like when he wins on Father's Day after his father was murdered, yeah. like that's a great iconic sports moment. Dude, that's
0: conspiracy theories uh, right there. Uh, there are a lot of theories yeah. on that,
1: but, uh, but I thought, you know, this, this is a moment in history that kind of defines Michael Jordan and everything else is just
0: Jordan being an insane competitor. What's the line? like? Leadership has, has what? Comes at a price or stuff like that victory comes at a price he talks what? about like victory and leadership and all these things coming at price Oh, well, he he, i wouldn't
1: have told my teammates to do something i wouldn't have done
0: that which is true yes like you can live by that yeah
1: and then it's very interesting because that series makes him view now we're on a total random tangent but that series makes him like this like bad like kind of a bully and just like a bad person but not as the bad as i time, thought yeah but at the same time and, like he brings up like He even says, "I did everything I could in my power to win, and I would have never asked my teammates to do anything that I wouldn't have done." And it's true; like he pushes himself to the max. Like even after they lose against uh, who did they lose? Was it against Detroit? Where he's like, "Let's get back in the weight room." The next day, he's back in the weight room. Like he's putting on, like he's filming freaking Space Jam, and brings a gym. (laughs) Like are they Universal Studios builds him or Warner Brothers builds him a? a gym where he can like have games like just like so he films all day then goes to work out then plays basketball games then does more filming gets like four hours of sleep does it all again the next day he did this for months like he's insane the guy's insane let's, let's
0: be honest though shooting space jam can't be that difficult when all your characters are animated <laughs> your co-stars are animated so you don't Looks have to funny. wait for them yeah
1: <laughs> apparently bill murray hated filming that movie oh that's, that's the legend i don't know if that's true i
0: love bill murray yeah except his son like coaches for Villanova. And I don't know, kind of putts. Yeah. yeah. All right, my last one. So it was really hard not to pick the Miracle on Ice. So I because did you pick that? I did not. Oh, okay, I did not <laughs> because I went with a more modern day. Oh, is this the Blues? Captain America, oh, T.J. Okay. Oshie right. shootout at the Sochi Olympics hits four of six. Shootout goals to beat Russia. Talk and if if you haven't watched it, he shot like the first one, the fourth one, and then he shot the ones from from then on out. But hits four goals out of his six attempts, and it was unbelievable. Like he, I yeah,
1: that's a pretty cool moment. He,
0: you know, yes, you play for Saint Louis, which. It's kind of a mid-market team. It's not a big, big-time team. cup with the Capitals, though. Just he, get that in yeah, I know. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. But, while he was with the Blues, okay, puts team on his back, goes in there, does work, and it was very inspiring. I mean... It's a very cool moment. It is. Because yeah. you... It's not just a, you're watching that in the U.S. Like, the world is watching that. Russia, which, you know, there has, has a huge population, they're watching that, and TJ Oshie just... Go freaking Captain America, Captain, Captain America, man. man. Okay, and it was really cool to see. It was awesome because he's he's got such a baby face, and he was only twenty seven. He was pretty. He was twenty seven at the time. I thought uh, yes. he was younger. He was only twenty seven. He looks like a kid. And shout out to all those people that can't grow facial hair like <laughs> me. You know, he's my he's my hero for that. But it was really cool to watch. And and beating the Russians, man, beating the Russians at anything. Oh, yeah. isn't just always, how about them apples? Always like apples, <laughs> <laughs> so that's my last pick, and and yeah.
1: Okay, so again, by the way, we have not shared our list with each other, so I'm really impressed that like our uh, our top four kind of blend. We went from uh, Tiger Woods, both to baseball, both to basketball, and now I'm going to cap it off. This was my number one, but. Uh, the miracle on ice game 1980 winter olympics i don't blame you it's it, it, i watched i remember at, like being in high school because my my family loves hockey and watching a not the movie miracle but a documentary about it and it's really true like it's very in, inspiring and it's very interesting to see like you have the soviet union at the time who have invaded afghanistan and you know obviously cold commies. war yeah was commies we, we we hate russia or not excuse me soviet union uh you know it's the the cold war struggle and they are a dominant like the soviet union the people on the soviet union hockey team were enlisted in the military like they were <laughs> it's like it's like they were given like like a blank check do whatever it is that you do need to do to train like the soviet union uh team like they did groundbreaking training things like it was like a rocky montage yes except- it, it's like it, uh, any like they were the ones to like spearhead modern day like athletic training was the soviet union that's why they were so dominant like they would just run through competition and not steroids
0: get, or anything like that well the, <laughs> yeah
1: who knows uh, but And then you get this night, the U.S. hockey team. It's a, literally a bunch of kids, like 18, 19, 20-year-old kids who they're not pro athletes. They're just – they play random – like they're uh from random hockey, like college hockey teams. They're a bunch of nobodies. And then you're going yes. – It's it, imagine like it's like a high school football team going up against the New England Patriots. Like that's that would be the equivalent uh, of – what the the U.S. hockey team in 1980 is up against going going up against the Soviet Union.
0: They're college players, and then
1: That's it. yeah, and then you get to the game. Long story short, United States beats the Soviet Union like the underdogs. And it's like a kind of a tit for tat, going back and forth, back and forth, and the U.S. ends up winning. And it's like the the most iconic, like one of the most iconic like broadcasts. Like, do you believe in miracles? It was yes. And it's like the the these kids are freaking out, and like the it like pans over to like the Soviet Union players, and they like the look on their face is like, what just happened? Like, can you like it, again? It's like it's if. Tom Brady was sacked seven times by a Moberly football player. Like, it, that doesn't happen, like, it, it's just one of those crazy, like, moments in history where, and then as a history, you know, I love history, like, add, add on top, like, oh, haha, boom, like, we, the capitalist United States yeah. victory over the Soviet Union, communism, USA, sucks. Yeah. we get to the moon before you guys, <laughs> like, we can, it's just, it's very. Like it's a very cool moment. to, like we set the precedent. Like guess what, we are better than than the Soviet Union. Capitalism rules. Our college kids are better than
0: <laughs> your professional athletes. They yeah. And we, then we go on to win the gold medal because that wasn't the yeah gold. that wasn't the gold medal. Yeah.
1: That's a common misconception. Like that is the gold medal game. That's not the gold medal game. Um, they I think we end up beating Finland. Who cares? Remember. Yeah. Who cares? We beat the we beat beat those commies. So yes. <laughs> um, that to me is. I think if you ask anyone who was alive in 1980, they would remember where they were. Um, I or like if you just ask anyone like about a, a, a fan of sports, if you ask them like what is a you know what is your top five, top ten moments, and if they don't have the Miracle on Ice game like that, you're like un-American.
0: Oh, yes, what? you're <laughs> you're a Soviet, sympathizer. you're a sympathizer.
1: You're yeah. sympathizer. So that that to me is one of the if not the most iconic american sports stories in sports history in my in my book but then again i am a hockey fan and a lot of people don't like hockey but whatever
0: (laughs) all right um i've got two honorable mentions i've got two kind of three okay so so my honorable mentions they're both like they i don't you have to be a particular like Person that watches this particular sports to really like think of these as iconic moments. They're, curling
1: was it about curling? Do you watch curling? I do not watch curling, <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, these two are they're just they're iconic to me because I really like um, one of the sports and the other sport. It's I was talking to people that met one of the athletes, and I worked with some of the people that met one of these athletes, so it kind of had a special connection there. Uh, my first one. Uh, I've said before, I, I love the UFC. I like watching you know, people fight it out. And according to John McCain, it's human cockfighting. But I don't care. It's really entertaining to watch. Um, <laughs> but the first tough, uh, the ultimate fighter, you have Forrest Griffin against Stephen Bonner. And for 15 minutes on regular cable TV, these guys are just slugging it out. And it had like 1.8 million viewers at one point. And it's basically, the UFC would not be what it is today. The first sport to come back during this whole... Uh, COVID-19 crisis to have yeah. a live event. Uh, wouldn't happen without those two guys just getting to a, 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 a slobber knocker, just beating on each <laughs> other. Uh, so that's my that's my first one. What's what's yours? Uh, I'm going to go with, I, I
1: kept this off my list, uh, but the Cubs winning the World Series, at least in modern history, like within the last decade, is, to me, one of the, a. again, I am a Cubs fan. I admit, this is Homer bias. I 100% recognize this, but I think for anyone who wasn't a or isn't a Cubs fan You would appreciate like they finally get over the hump. They finally, you know after 108 years they they Win they win the World Series and uh, like even like my dad Yes, he lives in Chicago, but he's born and raised in Detroit and he's like I remember him texting me like this is like pretty cool. It's like be able to watch that live and Again, we talked about this in the first podcast, like after the um, rain delay, and you're kind of like, oh my gosh, like, are they going to yeah. be able to do it? Like, it, it's a very cool sports moment. And yes, again, I admit I am, this is Homer bias here, but <laughs> I, I still think that's kind of grand scheme that that is a cool, if you appreciate baseball, you appreciate sports, that is a cool, like, kind of when the Red Sox won the World Series in 2004 whenever they the finally Cardinals. yeah they,
0: the one S- day we're down uh we're down three games to none against the yankees yeah and then win uh eight games in a row but it, it's kind yeah, of like i remember, that. I remember that. the one the red like there was
1: kind of that was like their moment of getting past the hump yes. like they finally did it's kind of like oh
0: this is kind of cool my next one and the reason i picked this one is because i work uh Well, I worked with a couple of guys that met this athlete. And it's Rulon Gardner. And he beats Alexander Carolyn at Greco-Roman Wrestling for the Olympic gold medal. So in 2000, Alexander Carolyn hadn't lost a wrestling match in like 13 years. And Rulon Gardner is just a farmer from Wyoming. And he upsets him to win the gold medal. And these guys that I worked with, I think it was Sam Richardson, Doug Hyman, Aaron Vitt, I think Doug Hyman told me the story where they like went and picked him up from the what? Air- they went and picked him up from the airport. He had his gold medal. They stopped at like a steak and shake, and I can't remember if he took the gold medal inside or left in the car with him. But like he's a big dude, and I just imagine all of them piled into this car <laughs> coming <laughs> like back- a clown car, yeah, like <laughs> coming back to Moberly and where he he did uh, a, some some speaking or something, but. Uh, it is pretty cool you know shout out to the us being you know well they beat Russia uh <laughs> commies, and that was just a pretty cool story and uh kind of hearing about him was was pretty awesome that's pretty cool
1: uh, I guess my next we will mention super Bowl 51 the comeback yeah yeah Lana falcon that I and mean, that's Twenty-eight to three, and you're like, or was it twenty-eight to three? Yeah, I think yeah. it was twenty-eight to three, going into half, and you're like, oh my god, this game's over. Like Brady, boo! And then, sure enough, Brady be, being Brady, Belichick being Belichick. So
0: hold my nuggets. Yeah. Here we go.
1: <laughs> and then uh, this one's not really. I mean, it's again surrounded by sports, but the uh, infamous Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake <laughs> halftime show, uh, where there was a wardrobe malfunction. Uh, that That's like the reason why. Freshman
0: year. Yeah, I school. was in
1: middle school and I remember watching the halftime show with my dad. and Or my family. And my, I was sitting next to my dad. And like when the infamous I'm going to have you naked by the end of the song. And Justin Timberlake rips off a piece of uh, Janet Jackson's uh, uh, chest plate. To, <laughs> <laughs> and exposes herself <laughs> when you have like the world's largest TV audience. And I remember being like, what? and my dad's i remember my dad going like oh that <laughs> just happened like, and being a middle school boy you're like oh my god <laughs> what are these feelings yeah so uh that, that's again not really a sports moment but
0: infamous infamous moments in nice. sports uh in sports to say the least on that note i think we're going to wrap it up so Thanks for tuning in. Uh, appreciate you guys listening to us. You can follow us on Twitter at Mount Pod one And let us know what you think. Be real. Keep it real.